Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We truly want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out to you, Father, for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and family members, all great-grandchildren they have now and in the future and their family members. By faith, we're agreeing together, sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, become alive and become real to each person. May they understand your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl, man and woman, and they would humble themselves before you, Father, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And then, Father, we pray you'll get every person into a good Bible-believing, teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we agree with you that ever Christians becoming a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We agree that all the demon-possessed and demonizing captives are being set free and all the sick are being healed from every sickness and every disease. And your people are receiving and walking in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree in Jesus' name. But also, Father, we love the Jewish people so much. We owe such a great debt of debt gratitude to them. We're praying for their salvation. We pray all the blinders and scales would fall off their hearts and minds. They would see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, Savior, and Lord, and you would grant them repentance and faith in Jesus. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem according to the Word of God. And we agree with you, Father, they have title deed to all the land of Canaan. Restore all that land to them, Father, and give them your victory, your total victory in the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38, 39 wars, which are soon to come to pass. And again, protect them from all enemies. And Father, if anyone tries to harm Israel, the Jewish people, we pray you would stop them. And if necessary, you would destroy them. And we agree for this in Jesus' name. Also, Father, we pray there are so many wicked, evil things going on today, Father. But we know as we pray, Father, the prayer of faith, you are working. So, Father, we come against the digital currency and the power and authority of your name and blood. We curse this wicked agenda, which is trying to bring forth uh, a a one-world monetary system and the mark of the beast. We come against it. We uh, pray that you would send their plans into confusion and derision. They would fight among themselves. They would not be able to come into agreement, and you'll raise up millions of people to cry out against it. And there would be no digital currency, Father, until after the rapture of the church, and also would be able to have our dollar bills in cash until that time. We thank you for it. 
We also, Father God, would agree there's not going to be more viruses or pestilence. The supposed new virus that has come, we curse it. We command it to die uh, and be gone forever. We agree that no Christian is going to get sick with this virus, Father God. We command our immune systems to be strong, healthy, and whole and to repel and destroy in all sickness and disease and pain no matter what it is. In Jesus' name, we command our chemical and electrical magnetic frequencies to come into perfect balance and stay in perfect balance today, tonight, and tomorrow, Lord Jesus, in your name. And also, Father, please secure our port borders, Father. Terrorists, foreign soldiers, pedophiles, drug dealers, criminals are coming across our borders to do evil, Father God, again with the permission of our government for the destruction of America. So we cry out to you, Father God, send your most powerful holy angels to drive out of this country every person who is here illegally and allow those only to come in to come in according to your will and purposes in Jesus' name. And Father, protect our power grid. Don't let there be any EMPs. Don't let them take out our electricity, gas, oil, or coal, Father God. Allow us to have these things until the rapture. Also, Father, please protect our fruit production plants. Don't let them burn down any more of them, Father God. And we pray for all the farms in America to receive the rain they need and to grow and flourish. And there'll be great crops this year, enough to feed all of America and to send money, food over to other nations also. And Father God, you know, Father, the terrible, wicked, evil things they have done against your servant Donald Trump and his family, against conservatives, and yes, Lord, against us as Christians. Father, you reminded us of the book of Esther of Mordecai and Haman. Father, we are the Mordecais. We trust you and agree you will continue to provide for us. You will continue to protect us. You will continually promote us. And Father, the Hamans, and you know who the Hamans are, as they would persist in trying to do evil to us and kill us, we agree you will hang them in the very gallows that they've prepared for us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. We also agree for sexual purity in America, Father God. We know there are only two genders. And Father, your will is that one man and one woman would get together and get married and have children and continue, Father, to, to, to grow and flourish and abound, Father God. And we come against all impurities. And Father, we agree that homosexuality, lesbianism, and transgenderism an abomination in your sight. And Father, we pray this would be stopped and you'd bring salvation salvation, deliverance to those who are bound. And Father, we ask that you would bring forth divine justice and judgment against the Biden administration and do it in a way that you'll receive all the praise, honor, and glory. And also, Father, please don't let them put any more mRNA material into our food, our water, our plants, our animals. We come against this in Jesus' name. So, Father, thank you for answering this prayer, and we give you the glory now in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, there are so many things. We could just pray the whole broadcast, but then there wouldn't be any teaching, would there? But again, remember, as we pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So again, we live in perilous times. God said it'd be that way, but God is our source. He's our protector, our provider. Heaven is our home, and the rapture is just around the corner. We're getting ready to get out of here, but remember, 
Not everyone's saved, so we got to occupy till Jesus comes. We got to be soul winners. We have to minister to the body of Christ and get them built up and strong and continue to advance the kingdom of God. So this is not a time to stop. This is time to be bold. The Lord continually reminds me of the scripture, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Do you hear that? The righteous are as bold as a lion. So we're not going to shut up. And we will never call evil good and good evil ever. And again, that will that goes against our government. But again, our government is completely bankrupt, corrupt, and operating under Lucifer's power. But again, we have a kingdom of God. We're going to rule and ride with Christ for a thousand years. We're going to enjoy heaven for seven years while the tribulation is going here on earth. Then after the millennial rule of Christ, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth descend from God out of heaven and eternity with the Lord. It's all good. If you're a born-again believer, your future is great. So be encouraged, and let's get as many into the ark as we can before this ship sinks. And remember, they are intentionally trying to sink the ship. That's the United States of America. And if you have any brains, you know that. Okay. Let's talk today about the process, about the persistence in pursuing a promise of God. But again, let's build a foundation. Both Old and New Testament, and we're going to prove it with the Word of God, God lets us know that He absolutely knows the future, and He wants to show His children the future. Well, let's back this up by Scripture. Isaiah 42, 9. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God has always revealed to his apostles and prophets and just to regular people who love him, many times through dreams and visions or revelation come as they study the word of God, future events so we can be prepared, we can know what's around the corner, and we can be ready and prepared for the things that are about to come. And that's why the prophetic in every church is so very, very important. Let's go another Old Testament passage before we go to the New. Remember Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So God has always warned his people, not only about impending judgments if they didn't straighten up, but also of future events so they could be ready for them. Okay, well, you're just reading uh, the Old Testament. Well, okay, let's go to the New Testament. Are you born again? If you are born again, and that is an if. When you are born again, you are regenerated by the Holy Spirit, and you became a new creature in Christ, and your spirit man became alive. Absolute truth, okay. But also, the Holy Spirit in you does many things. But we're now talking about the future. So let's go to John 16. Uh, We'll start verse 12. Jesus is talking. I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Nevertheless, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, notice this, and this is so important for you and I today, he will guide you in all truth. 
for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He will show you future events. That's the reality. Often, that's through dreams, visions, even in angelic encounters, but also just as you study the word or your prayer time, God speaks to you. And again, there's also the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers that are hearing from God, able to share these things as they're directed by the Holy Spirit. More New Testament verse concerning this. But again, the key thing is we have the Holy Spirit, and that's why God, if you'll listen, can show you future things and get you ready for these end times so nothing will take you by surprise. How about 1 Corinthians 2, 9? But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, many times as a funeral, you hear that verse, and oh, we can't even begin to imagine the great things or the depth of things God has prepared for us. Well, yes, and there's an element of truth to that, but you, you need to keep reading, <laughs> okay? But God, verse 10, has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit that lives in you if you're really born again. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we, believers, have received not the Spirit of the world, but that's all the lost people have is the Spirit of the world, which is being run by the devil, and soon the Antichrist will show up. And he's alive and well right now. He probably will be introduced very soon. Hopefully we'll be raptured out first. I, I seem to think that will be the order. But we may have a pretty good idea who he is before we get out of here. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of God. That's Holy Spirit, third person of the Godhead, lives in you if you're saved. That we might know, here it is, the things that are freely given to us of God which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You know who the best teacher is? It's not any apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. It's the Holy Spirit. But prayerfully, all those in that fivefold office are being guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit, and therefore you are hearing from God when they preach and teach. And here's why lost people look at us and think we're crazy, and you used to be that way too, but verse 14 says, but the natural man, that means the unsaved person, you know the heathen? <laughs> but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, and this is true, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of all, of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." 
Are you a born-again believer? You have the mind of Christ. You can think God's thoughts, and that's why you need to pray and read God's Word, and He gives you a revelation of, and truth of understanding for things now and in the future, and you just love and serve in God, and you continue to grow in these things. But I'm just telling you, God reveals future things. You know, I, I'm reminded as I'm um, sharing with you, uh, Chris Reed, he's a fairly new prophet on the scene, at least from my understanding. Uh, he gave a, a prophetic word that I think bears witness listening to. You know, we've been praying for the borders to be secured because they are intentionally allowing sick, evil, wicked people to come in to destroy America, which means they really don't care whether you die with this virus or not. <laughs> you see, you would secure the border if you really cared for anybody in America. But no, we send those sick people full of diseases, put them in buses, and send them to your neighborhoods. That shows you Lucifer is running the United States of America right now through his people, okay? Intentionally killing you and I. Do not think for a minute they care for you. They hate your guts. Remember the WF? They think there should only be 500 million people in the world. So that means 6.5 billion have to die somehow. Well, they're plotting and planning to see how they can make that come to true. Isn't that sad? But that's just the devil. That's his kingdom. Okay. So the revelation God gives us, as well as the things in the word of God, are promises. Now let me encourage you about the promises of God from the word of God. Second <laughs> Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in him, that's in Jesus, are yea, that means yes, and in him, amen, you know that means so be it, don't you? unto the glory of God by us. So God has given us promises as believers for us to stand on, to believe his word when life situations happens or we have need, and God meets those needs powerfully as we, by faith, stand on his promises. And they're not just any kind of promises. Notice here, Second Peter chapter 1, we'll start verse 3. According as his divine power, that's God's divine power, has given to us, the born-again believers, notice this, all things, don't miss those words, all things that pertain to life and godliness, everything we need for this life. Now, how do we get it? Through the knowledge of him, through knowing Father God, through knowing Lord Jesus, through being filled with the Holy Spirit, through knowing the word of God which hath called us to glory and virtue. And I love verse 4. By which are given to us, the believer, exceedingly, oh, that's a good word, great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So not just do we have promises, we have exceedingly great and precious promises for the born-again believer. <laughs> you know, uh, we call this ministry exceedingly abundant ministries. Well, where did you get that from? Well, we got it from what Paul was said at the very end of his prayer as he prayed for all Christians in Ephesians 3, 20, 21. Let's proclaim this together. 
Here's the absolute truth. When you get done with your prayer, sometimes this would be a good way to close. Here it is. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him, that's our God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. That's the born-again believer. Unto him, that's God, be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. See, you don't get it. Not only does God do great things, he does greater things than you can even think to ask him for. Now, that's the real God, the true God. You see, a lot of churches preach a neutered God that he can't really do anything, and the devil is, is only one doing anything. No, no, no. God's always on top. Do you understand? Uh, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 15. Okay, victory now. Victory, which means we overcome. How do we overcome? Revelation 12, we overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we love not our life unto the death. But you know, some promises have conditions. Sometimes God says, you do this, then I'll do that. Let's use a couple examples right off. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll start verse 35. This is such a good word. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Now, I know we're living the last and last days, and and when you see the things going on in our country and in Washington, you it would be easy to give up and just say the nation's gone to hell. Well, no, I mean, hell's ruling, but when we pray, God can still turn things around. Do you understand that? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, because we're trusting in God, not people. You figure that out, right? For you have need of patience. Oh, so not everything happens instantly, does it? You figure that out if you've been saved very long. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you did the very thing God told you to do. That's the Christian life, right? You might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Faith in God. Faith in Jesus. Faith in the word of God. Do you get it? But if any man draw back, don't let that be you. My soul shall have no pleasure of him. For we are not of them who draw back into perdition. Another good word, destruction. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So we keep on keeping on. We're walking by faith. This, uh, this isn't our final home. We're citizens of heaven, right? And I love to throw in Ephesians six twelve, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Did you hear that? Through faith and patience inherit the promises. So that's why you got to keep on keeping on. Well, let me just uh, use one example. Uh, well, we'll even use an Old Testament because this is <laughs> this is relevant for today. Okay, you understand the rel the New Test Old Testament is relevant for today. All of God's word is relevant for today. But let's just go to Second Chronicles seven. We'll start verse twelve. And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night and said unto him.
I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Now listen what God says. For if I shut up heaven that there is no rain, oh, you mean God's in charge of the weather? Yes. If this nation would get right with God, we'd have some great weather. But right now, mercy sakes. Okay, let's go back. For if I shut up heaven, there is no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land. Oh, God's even control the bugs and insects. Or if I send pestilence among my people. God. Okay. What, what can we do? Here it is. Notice it's conditional. If my people who are called by my name, that's born-again believers, the heathen aren't going to do it, the religious aren't going to do it, the political leaders aren't going to do it, but you and I can do it. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, see these are conditions, and turn from their wicked ways, that means repent. Woke church, joke church. Woke nation, joke nation. Repent. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So, do you want to hear from heaven? Do you want to see the, our sins forgiven and our land healed? What do you have to do? Humble yourselves, pray, seek God's face, and when he shows you anything wicked you're doing, turn from your wicked ways. Then you receive the blessing. So there are promises in God that are conditional. God says, you do this and I'll do that. Do you understand that? Okay. Well, I don't know why this isn't happening. Well, is there a condition? Let me give you another one. This is a good one in, in uh, uh, the Old Testament, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And this is a, have you got problems? Have you got things you're going through? Here it is. But notice it's a conditional promise. But if you meet the conditions, you absolutely get the promise. Here it is. This is a life verse. This is practical for every day of your life as a Christian. And yes, it's in the Old Testament. You know, the Word of God, Old and New Testament. Okay, here it is. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Okay, condition. Lean not to thine own understanding. Condition. In all thy ways acknowledge him. You talk to God about everything. Condition. Promise. And he shall direct thy path. God will show you what to do. But what's the condition of him showing you what to do? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. You're not as smart as you think you are. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Humble yourself before God. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need revelation, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding what I need to do. God says, okay, here it is. But you met the condition. Now, not all promises are conditional, but many are. So are you fulfilling the, co the conditions and are you persisting? I love Matthew 7, 7 through 11. This will probably be the only last scripture we'll have time for. This is why you have to be persistent. 
Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. The verb tense is ask, keep on asking, seek, keep on seeking, okay? For everyone, I know you're an everyone. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, and we do, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven, Father God, give good things to them that ask him? You need some things? God give good things to them that ask him. Asking, seeking, knocking. Is there a condition to the promise? Do that condition. Be patient and God will meet the need. But the thing is, I want to know, are you going to heaven or hell? If you don't know absolutely you're going to heaven, let's get saved right now. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I come to you, Jesus. I believe you died for my sins and rose again. I know it's only your blood that can forgive my sins. So I come to you, Jesus. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and life and be my Savior and Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.